Time to abandon ship. Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? It's a tradition. Here, here. Jar Jar, homie, my main man. Quickly, before the Separatists attack, get into the escape pod. Hey, this is escape. Then where the path? Welcome back, everybody, to Star Wars Escape Pod and another episode in our series called Clone Wars Talk. We're going through the Clone Wars in chronological order. And if you're jumping in uh, halfway through or if you haven't started from the beginning, then uh, we're happy to have you. Happy to have you listening. Uh, basically, we've been using StarWars.com blog, uh, a blog link uh, in the description uh, to reference the show in chronological order. And we're going through that arc by arc. So today we've got uh, the, the next arc in our viewing order. Uh, also listed in the description, an arc about uh, some Padawans. And we're going to chat all about that with Diego. So, let's chat with Diego about it. Another happy landing. I guess nothing really kind of, uh, nothing so far in Star Wars has really given us the insight into exactly how the construction of a lightsaber works up until this point. Uh Uh, And that's that's a lot with what has to do with these four episodes we're going to talk about. It's it was very interesting because we get to see uh, really a, a side of Star Wars we don't see all that much at all, like other than. This arc, I mean, what do we see in the movies? I mean, we see Anakin just slaughter them in episode three, and then we see them training with Yoda in episode two. And yeah, that's and, it. And we've had like a we've had a few glimpses of the younglings through the show. Uh, there was that one episode where Ahsoka had to share her story when she when she lost her lightsaber. She had to share her story with that group of younglings that Yoda had been training. Uh-huh. But other than that, like we, we've never had a solid like four part arc on younglings before. No, and uh, you know it's I I think it's one of George Lucas's favorite arcs from what I can remember. There was something mentioned by Dave Filoni about this at some point, but uh, or he he re- he really requested to do this this story. Uh, in the midst of the show, just you know, this this look into what it is to to be the, a, a Jedi youngling, and and uh, also being in this time period is really interesting because obviously it's not like the traditional uh, peaceful era that that uh, the Jedi are used to knowing. So these kids are just being like trained the best they can, but in the midst of this galactic war. Yeah, and they they 
find themselves in a number of scenarios that test them and test test their skill set to a level that's quite advanced for a youngling. Um, but you know, they 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 succeed um, in every episode and they they do really well so like for for just being younglings uh they they pull their own weight pretty pretty well and there is actually a funny there's a funny quote from uh one of the um basically the the droid who is you know he's a professor and he uh has taught thousands of generations of jedi how to construct uh their their lightsabers so you know this it's essentially like this is the guy you would talk to when you're first starting Right. So mm. um, very, very, uh, very interesting. Has been, uh, we can definitely be sure that this this droid has been over, around for over uh, 600 years, uh-huh. probably, because at the end they reveal that that he knows a story about how Yoda got his lightsaber crystal. Uh-huh. And, uh, uh, you know, and they don't reveal anything more than the fact that he knows that story. But yeah. you know, the fact that he knows that story. I mean, Yoda's like almost almost nine hundred years old. He's like eight hundred something at this point. Eight 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 uh, eight sixty or eight seventy or whatever. Uh-huh. And uh, because by the time of Empire Strikes Back, he says he's almost nine hundred years old. So yeah, I'm, I'm assuming he's in the, his eight hundreds at some point. Yeah, and uh, a young fellow. And, and yeah, and <laughs> like judging off of the Manda, yeah, exactly. Ju- judging off of the Mandalorian, you know, the the child is this very young incapable fighter but still is super powerful with the force right uh-huh. so uh so like i don't picture the child wielding a lightsaber so i can imagine and the child is about 50 years old right so uh-huh. i can imagine yoda being about 100 years old maybe 150 by the time he gets his lightsaber crystal uh-huh. so it it kind of places like who dr hu wang's age around like easily around 600 years uh-huh. so this droid's been around a long time <laughs> yeah he's seen he's seen everybody i mean he's seen yeah. mace windu yoda qui-gon jinn anakin obi-wan you name it he's seen them all um and all the ones prior to that um so yeah very very cool because it's it's a side of the of you know the the series that we don't see and it's something that uh, you know, it, it kind of before this episode, it kind of leaves you wondering. Like, I wonder how they begin. Like, we're because we're so used to seeing, you know, Jedi in battle. They go against a, a Sith Lord or whatever, um, but we don't get to see their beginnings. Like, you know, their humble beginnings. Yeah. So it's, it's cool to see that side of the of the story. Yeah, and and you know, between you and I both, I don't think we got a whole lot down for each of these episodes. But yeah, uh, we'll get we'll get we'll get through them through all our all our stuff that we we kind of like pointed out but starting with the first one um what's kind of the first thing what's the fortune cookie for the gathering uh he who faces himself finds himself um bit of a bit of a reference to the trials that they have to go through uh, um testing themselves when they get their crystal because this first episode is very much about the younglings getting their their kyber crystals mm-hmm. uh so essentially to kind of put it in a nutshell they um they meet up with ahsoka and ahsoka takes them to a planet where yoda is waiting for them yoda kind of briefs them on their mission where they have to find a crystal and each crystal uh belongs to someone in the sense that I can only see my crystal. Like you can't see my crystal and vice versa. Uh, so every, I think there's like what, six younglings, seven younglings, and they all have to find their own and they all 
at first they kind of go as a group one kind of splits off and then the rest kind of split off over time they have to find their crystals and one of them the first the guy who's uh super cocky in this uh in this little group of younglings like he's you know he's got heart and his heart's in the right place but he's moving a little too fast i think um which is totally natural for for you know kids i I guess they would just want to move too quickly well they're excited i think as well right because like wouldn't we all be if we had to make our own lights i I mean like there's like 40 year olds freaking out when they go to disneyland just to build their own lightsaber at uh savvy's workshop yeah totally um (laughs) and you know it's funny because he finds a crystal and he brings it to yoda and yoda says uh a crystal you have found water you have brought (laughs) and it's it's funny i love how it melts yeah Else. yeah um yeah his his reckless impatience uh got him got him what he deserved yeah uh yeah but yeah that's a, that's like a you know each each um each of the younglings basically uh in their journey to find their crystal they have to face some sort of personal challenge to overcome uh-huh. and uh and and like each of them have their own kind of weaknesses and 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 um their own tests right so like the the authorian guy uh he's he's got a thing about being uh, like afraid so he's like super uh, scared of like the the way that this cave looks and what, what was some of the other ones uh yeah so um tr- trying to climb there was the one uh um uh, one youngling who had to climb up this super super large uh like um it's not a cliff, but like she had to climb up this wall that was like super tall and her crystal was at yeah. the very top of it. And she spends practically the whole episode climbing, but uh, there was that. And the guy who brought the, the water cause his crystal melted, he had to go back in, right? He had to go yeah, back in there and to, then he found his, um, he, yeah, his challenge was a kind of interesting, yeah. like more or less a result of, of his character for being like super, uh, I don't know. How would you describe that kind of personality? Uh, eager, impatient. Um, yeah, I would say those are the best words that I could give the yeah. kid. I mean, he's eager. He wants to learn. He, you know, his heart's in the right place, but he's he's too impatient. He doesn't. And, yeah. And uh, the the Wookie, the Wookie had um, had had this challenge of uh, having to basically wait and and be patient for the for the ice to freeze over so he could go get his crystal mm-hmm. uh which left him very little time yeah because there was like a like a, a a little lake if you will that had a bunch of ice blocks and one of the other younglings says oh you can't go through there you might fall and you might freeze and so he patiently waited and he finally got his own um mm-hmm. one of them one of them kind of got also got impatient and said uh you know this is ridiculous like what are we doing here we're just wasting time and all this stuff uh and then as she says that she kind of falls down this little cave and ends up in a in a whole cave full of crystals and she's confused she's like oh no you know what do i do now because they all look the same but she kind of you know typical star wars uh uses the force and kind of digs deep within herself and then finds the one that's hers and then she force pulls it in and as it comes out of a wall and that's her crystal um yeah yeah and then there was two others one of them had a thing with technology that he had to kind of basically put his reliance on technology aside and trust in the force and then there was the other one who 
who uh, had to trust their feelings because uh, basically there were too many crystals coming at her at once. Mm-hmm. And uh, she had to basically feel out which one was hers. But yeah. they all had their own challenges. And, and it kind of, to me, I thought that was really interesting because the, the bigger, the well, the big point that stuck out to me was that the Jedi face a challenge of 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 uh, overcoming uh, something that they they need to 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 get their crystal. It's like a reward, right? Uh-huh. Whereas the Sith, their tradition is to take the crystal from a Jedi, and they face the challenge of killing uh, uh, their first Jedi to get the crystal for their lightsaber. Uh-huh. So it it's a really interesting contrast of like how the Jedi's like selflessness is is their challenges to overcome. Uh, like a personal challenge uh, and then for the for the sith like it, their challenge is to literally just go out and kill a jedi yeah and then they have to make that crystal bleed yeah exactly that then they have to go through the process of bleeding but uh-huh. uh we can always talk about that another time but um but yeah uh the door that it leads to the cave it, it freezes over after a certain amount of time like with as the daylight goes by uh-huh. and so so the they only have a certain amount of time to do it as well so it's a really cool episode. And, you know, mind you, uh, this is the planet Ilum that we're on. And Ilum has so far been confirmed uh, very subtly through Easter eggs in uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, it's been sort of confirmed uh, at later on the Empire actually takes over Ilum and turns it into this thing uh, that they're building out, which eventually is uh, Starkiller Base, uh-huh. which is which is what we see in The Force Awakens. So... Um, so this like sacred uh, place becomes this uh, massive super weapon for the first order, but uh, but yeah, like the the, um, the game Jedi Fallen Order, you actually do go to this place. You you go to the crystal caves of Ilum, and uh, you have to build yourself a lightsaber kind of thing, and and it's really cool to uh, to see that. Uh, you know, and to play to play that as well. But they they actually modeled all uh, a lot of the game uh, after this episode. Huh. The like when when you get the in in your character is like at, when you get there, Cal Kestis when he gets to Ilum, like the front door and everything, like how you get into the cave, all that stuff. It's all pretty close. Like it's all nearly identical. Of course, they've changed a few things just to suit the mechanics of the game, but. Uh, but the the visual aesthetic of it and most of the of the of the design itself is actually like identical, huh. which is really cool. So uh, just got to throw out throw that out there. But um, yeah, what'd you get for this one? Um, yeah, so like that's that's pretty much it. But one one last thing for to cap off this this first episode in the arc. Um, so you know the the door freezes over, and uh, there's still a couple younglings left, and then they use the force to kind of burst through them. But Yoda, when he explains to them the whole purpose of the mission was to yes find the the um, uh, the crystals, and and they did that, but it wasn't the it wasn't the purpose wasn't to like scare them with the, with the door freezing over. It was to, you know, build trust. And he, he taught them, mm. he taught them selflessness, perseverance, you know, hope, trust, yeah. all those, all those good things that, uh, extremely good traits that all Jedi, uh, have. Right. So, um, yeah, he, he gives them, you know, it, it, it we can totally see even from the get go. I mean, a, a Jedi is faced with trials and tri- tri- tribulations and it really tests their um 
their you know what they stand for and their integrity right from the get-go so uh, yeah it also and their beliefs as well mm -hmm. because like it's also everything's a test right yeah and like that's a good that's a good point because you know he, he says at the beginning that if the door freezes over nobody can get them out right? yeah like like they'll be still be stuck in there for a full rotation uh -huh. he doesn't he doesn't he never says that they can't get themselves out and uh you know we we come to realize at the very end of the episode when that one padawan is uh still trapped find uh, trying to find his crystal and he and he's late the door freezes over you're like oh shoot like he's he's stuck in there uh -huh. and then he comes bursting through the ice and and they're like, what? Like, how? And then, and then Yoda's like, oh, well, it's just ice. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, just, like, yeah. Like, of course, you, like, with the, with the right amount of will, you know, you can do anything, right? So, so like, mm -hmm. the, I think there's a bit of a moral compass there when it comes to uh, that, that uh, the true test of this challenge of the gathering is, uh, well, overcoming a personal uh, challenge like a, a personal like maybe a weakness that they have or whatever that they have to face uh -huh. um, but then like the real the real kind of like eye-opening moment is when they actually do get their crystal and they have to get out if they're if they're it, it's it's a it's a total like thing of 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 will right and um and uh and their ability to i guess just i don't know like trust in the force i guess mm -hmm. yeah totally um yeah 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 i don't know like it, it's it's really cool actually like the way that this episode ended because like as a viewer you're like oh no like he's gonna be stuck and then like it's almost like yoda teaches us all a lesson like when we see him like you know mm -hmm. burst out of that ice wall so yeah yeah and but Very cool. it's funny because he tells them you know uh you you want to get out of there quick uh otherwise it'll freeze over but he doesn't give it away that you know you can just break out you know he'll he'll tell you he'll tell you an obstacle that's in the way but he kind of leaves it up to you to figure it out at the end uh which makes them better uh it really betters makes makes their training better for them um so it, it, it it's it's cool because yoda that's how his that's how his teachings are. So it's cool to see him yeah. kind of go through it's, go through the process with these younglings, and it's it's very yeah. in character for Yoda mm -hmm. to leave it uh, to leave his teaching as a as almost like a a, a riddle to solve, mm -hmm. and uh, in a way that they that that the the riddle is always solved, right? Like it's like when he says to Luke on Dagobah, like when he asks what's in that cave, and he says only what you take with you. Mm -hmm. He doesn't just tell him what he's gonna see. Yeah, right. He doesn't he doesn't tell him that like directly he's like well there's nothing in there but you're going to experience some sort of crazy force vision of some kind right you're because gonna see the dark side with the dark side yeah exactly yeah. yeah he doesn't say that he just says only what you take with you like he leaves it food for thought right so uh -huh. um so when he, he when he does kind of reveal like the the true intentions of this test uh it, it is kind of an eye-opening moment uh, as to say like oh wow like like not only did we have to face a challenge ourselves, but this whole thing was a test to begin with, you know, basically a test of our, of, of like our, our willpower to, uh, to, to, you know, pull off what we need to do, I guess. But, uh -huh. um, yeah, I don't know. It, it was just really cool. Really cool episode. Yeah. So we got the next one here, a test of strength. Uh, what was, uh, the, this is where we meet the, meet the doctor joy, but what was the, uh, the cookie for this one uh the young are often underestimated 
yeah, which couldn't true enough. Yeah, which which couldn't be you know <laughs> any more relative or truer for this uh, entire arc, quite uh, quite literally. Um, and th- there's no better person, by the way, to have on this arc than Ahsoka because she is the perfect example of. Someone who, as as a viewer, it myself, even even you, when we started the show, you hated the character, uh-huh. and and like I think everybody who starts off watching the Clone Wars takes one look at her and completely underestimates her potential. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, yeah, because because at least for me, like I I know when I started watching the show, I just I I couldn't stand her because she's too. I don't know. She's too. I don't know. Like I can't. I, it's been so long since I've seen it. It's. It's like her character has just done a complete one eighty. So it's hard for me to even remember what she was like. But she, you know, yeah. just too. I don't know. Too like too snippy. Too snippy and too yeah. Like I don't know. I hated her, but now I don't. Um, but I mean, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, um, Yoda, Mace Windu, Ahsoka, you name it, uh, has had to go through this exact same process. Not exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like not, not exactly what the younglings are going to go through, uh, in the arc necessarily, but in terms of some sort of trial, some sort of test, uh, finding crystal, of course, um, you know, something, something that tests them from the very beginning all the way up till their master and, you know, past that. I mean, it's just something that really makes you wonder what Anakin's test would have been like. Yes, exactly. Um, it's it's good you mentioned that because that's I was thinking of like oh I wonder what Yoda and like Mace and Anakin and Obi Wan and all those other guys would have went through right so um, yeah that's very very good point um, so yeah we actually see um, the old Republic logo like uh, like it's a little bit of a yeah mystery. yeah yeah this ship's been around a pretty long time so so it's a bit of an Easter egg to the video game if you've ever played the 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 old republic rpg uh-huh. mmo but uh yeah there's there's like so so the 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 logo uh, i don't i forget if it's like the logo for the old republic or if it's actually like the the jedi logo for in during the old republic uh but it almost looks like half a little phoenix yeah it's got the it wings like, on it yeah it almost looks like uh, almost looks like the rebellion logo but like slightly different right uh-huh. so uh, yeah, so it was cool to see that just like on the door. It's just like a nice Easter egg for sure. Uh-huh. And uh, also a nice Easter egg to, uh, uh, well, David Tennant plays Dr. Hugh Wang, which uh, you and I were both like at the same time, like talking about how this, uh, you know, in this episode, they kind of go through the the process of building their lightsaber. Uh-huh. And uh, and he's kind of this, uh, this Ollivander character with all these like, gadgety parts for for building lightsabers and stuff like that and and like right away you're like oh yeah this is like harry potter well the guy who voices dr huang is david tennant who you know plays barty crouch jr in the harry potter series uh-huh. yeah that that took me uh by surprise I, I i didn't make the connection at all but um but yeah i mean it's it's it, it's what i really like about uh you know Huang is like he's the droid who teaches the younglings how to construct the lightsabers. He shows them different hilts, like uh, he shows them a, like a little uh, a hologram of examples. So in that we see Ahsoka's, we see Obi Wan Kenobi's, we see Anakin's, Mace Windu's, uh, we see Kit Fisto's as well. So and then we see a couple like duplicates and stuff. But uh, it, it it was cool, and he's kind of giving them. Uh, but before he kind of shows them, there was one. Uh, 
youngling who said, you know, like, how, how are we supposed to learn from a droid? Like, you really expect us to learn something? And then he absolutely schools them with just the, the education of, like, hey, I've been here for literally thousands of centuries. I've taught everyone before you, and I will continue to teach anyone after you. And I taught Yoda, so, you know, listen to me, shut up, <laughs> kind of thing, yeah. right? And uh, But he shows them, after he gives him the speech, um, you know, he, he shows them, like he tells them, you know, use the force and with your crystal, like you have to believe that what you're building is meant for you. Uh, and there's this, uh, it's actually really cool because there's one, uh, like juvenile uh, Wookie. Um, I'll just call him Mini Chewy. But um, you know, Mi- Mini Chewy. You know, he's got. Uh, you know, <laughs> he he's Gunji. Yeah, gun- Gunji. <laughs> Mini Chewy. Mini Chewy will do. <laughs> I love all. I love all, like. You, I love all the nicknames you come up with. Stuff like like. It's almost like this routine of yours to come up with an interesting nickname for almost anything that you don't really want to call it as the original name it's just easier it's just easier like (laughs) yeah but um so he's um as this droid is kind of explaining to to mini chewy there he's you know he's uh uh he's telling him like uh you know what do you envision yourself uh, in your hilt and then you know typical chewbacca response you know yeah but you know, um, and he says, "Oh, wood," and it's like, "Let me go f- see what I have." And then he finds them, and eventually, he actually constructs his hilt, which is really, I, I would say, probably the most, excuse me, the most unique hilt uh, yeah. that I've seen. Because all the other ones are metal, you know, polished chrome, very, very nice, right? But his is yeah. his is wood, so it was it, it was pretty cool. Um, yeah, it is pretty cool. It's the only one that really, actually, in the entire saga, isn't made of metal. Mm-hmm. Like fully metal, yeah. fully metal at least, because you know we've we've seen variants of like your standard lightsaber, like double bladed, cross guard, you know, curved hilt, all these things, and it's like, man, we've never seen a wooden hilted lightsaber before. Mm-hmm. Like that's really cool. Yeah. Like that's that's like a that's a first for Star Wars. It, but it's fitting, right? Um, and and I think that the droid says something that, uh, you know, the hilt you choose is, is, you know, kind of what you envision yourself with. Um, and it, it, it seems very fitting that the, that, um, this little Wookiee finds, uh, finds himself, you know, yielding a, uh, a wooden lightsaber. And of course the internals are, you know, the crystals in there and like, there's, you know, the internals mm-hmm. are metal and have electronics in there and all that stuff. Um, it's super fitting too, because like the Wookiee culture, uh, primarily like they use wood for so much stuff mm -hmm. and like they, they have this, uh, like even most of their, their ships and stuff like that are, have, have been constructed out of wood. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, so basically they, they, they start constructing their lightsabers. One of them kind of puts it backwards and the droid says, you know, don't ignite it. Don't, uh, don't, don't you know don't use it because you might blow your hand up <laughs> but uh yeah. in all this you know hondo comes back and his his ship looks like an alien saucer um oh, man. and and pirate i smell profit yeah oh that line is that line is amazing um so good. but he he comes back and him and his uh, gang of pirates you know they steal the uh they 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 eventually steal all the younglings and stuff and they look for them in the sh- ventilation shafts because their uh, kyber crystals are very 
uh, very valuable, right? And he says, oh, the price of one could make a man rich. And, you know, there's like six or seven or eight actual lightsabers with crystals, right? Um, And, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it it, it was cool to see how how these these younglings, like, they... it's so funny because Ahsoka kind of goes away from the rules. Anakin kind of goes away from the rules. And even these these younglings, like, they, they don't even, you know, know how to do much, right? But they still kind of go away from, you know, instructions. And they, they, they do quite well. I'll give them that. But yeah. they, they disobey orders. And in their bravery, they, they turn out successful. So, um, you know, the, the, the whole quote where you know, it says the young are often underestimated. I mean, it couldn't be any truer or relevant to this um, little arc. Yeah, that's well said. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so uh, Ahsoka kind of gets captured, unfortunately, by the end of this episode uh-huh. and the, the younglings all get away. But that actually leads, leads us into the next one, uh-huh. uh, which is called Bound for Rescue. So what's the the fortune cookie for this guy? Uh... uh bound for rescue okay so um this one is when we rescue others we rescue ourselves um so uh, we kind of get a little uh a little duel between obi-wan and grievous um you know as grievous invades uh the ships uh and they kind of get outnumbered and it was funny because they they escape and (laughs) Grievous and a couple B1 droids, they kind of make their way to the um, uh, the control center of the ship. And there's a hologram message for uh, Grievous, and it's Obi-Wan saying, you know, by the time you see this message, I'm in an escape pod, and the ship is about to self-destruct. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, Grievous, like, escapes. He pushes every B1 out of the way, you know, and classic B1 humor, you know. They they, they say, like, oh. Hey, where are you going? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you know, and they get pushed out of the way, and they're like, uh-oh, and then, and then the ship blows up, right? Um, oh, man. Yeah, but uh, but you made a really good point when we were watching the episode. Like, what if Obi-Wan just didn't tell him that the ship was going to self-destruct? Yeah, he'd be dead. He'd, he'd, he'd yeah. be gone, right? But no. Um, you know, he, 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 has to get, he has to get shot in the heart in the movie to, to die. But um, that's fine. Yeah. That's all fine. Um, yeah, so, you know, uh, Ahsoka is held hostage. Uh, she makes threats to to uh, hondo and stuff and then you know hondo uh hondo kind of gets uh you know bombarded by uh by grievous and uh, a bunch of droids and then you know hondo talks with dooku about their beef um and <laughs> this you know this 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 group of younglings like they're super brave right uh, they join a, a random circus act right because they're kind of deserted and they're like we have to save Padamontano, right like can't yeah just, can't just leave her right because she's you know kind of in in custody of uh hondo right now so you know they're yeah they're very resourceful like definitely. they managed to they managed to like fake their way onto a, a carnival act so that they can basically go into Hondo's headquarters disguised so that they can break out Ahsoka who's been c- captured by by the pirates right mm-hmm. so uh yeah you you mentioned that this whole thing it was very comical but you mentioned that like normally you're not too up in, up in uh, favor with uh you know comical comical humor and yet 
you know, this one was quite entertaining to you. Yeah, like for me, like uh, I, I love, I, I love humor, right? But like in terms of, of like you know, super silly, almost kitty like humor, uh, especially animated it's slapstick, slapstick humor. Yeah, it's just uh, you know, for me. But something about this arc, it made me laugh, and it was, it was, it was funny. So um, it's very George Lucas slapstick humor. Yeah, like, yeah, very much. It's so al- it's almost like when that pit droid like uh, kicks. Jar Jar and the balls, uh-huh. you know, yeah. like when when he picks him up, and that I don't know. There's something about like this like simple stupid slapstick humor, which is like at first it's just kind of like meh, but then after a while, like you know, once you get used to like the tone within Star Wars and like the 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 very constant routine of having slapstick humor eventually you just start to laugh at it yeah because like because it's so ridiculous but but then you know like watching hondo sail like 30 meters through the air and just like crash down through like you know while he's like super drunk and everything like that uh, like it's super funny like i don't know why it's just it's just hilarious yeah <laughs> yeah it, it kind of reminds me of like I wouldn't say Looney Tunes humor, but kind of along the same kind of similar lines where it's like, it's very like, yeah. uh, you know, it's some of the humor, like it's just, it's, it's classic. Right. So, yeah. so it's, it's, yeah, totally. Yeah. But, um, you know, the younglings, their circus act they they, they save Ahsoka and, you know, they, uh, they escape. Right. Yeah, which leads to a pretty interesting speeder chase, which goes directly into the next episode mm-hmm. called The Necessary Bond, which uh, uh, basically picks up on that speeder chase. And, um, yeah, you know, long story short, like crashing both of the ships and everything like that, uh, the pirates start taking them back to the stronghold. And they realize that Dooku has sent Grievous to basically take his revenge out on Hondo. Because ages ago, uh, I, we're counting back like, uh, oh man, this was uh, number 15 on the chronological episode order list. And we're currently on um, number, uh, what did I say this was? This was a necessary bond, right? Okay, yeah. yeah so we're on, uh, we're on 96 right now. Uh-huh. So, you know, that's, that's like, what is it, 80 episodes ago? Yeah, in the first uh, season pretty much yeah it was like in one of the first season episodes uh dooku captured and uh you know and 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 hondo and his pirates which were introduced to for the first time uh or one of the first times uh basically encounter anakin and obi-wan and uh, after encountering dooku basically capturing all three of them and you know and uh, at the end of that episode though uh dooku gets away and and anakin and obi-wan just let hondo off the hook and uh Hondo's kind of confused. He's like, well, after all that, like, you're just going to walk away. Uh-huh. And uh, Obi-Wan basically says, like, well, we have nothing left that, you know, like that you could that we could want. Right. Like, you can't give us anything that we want. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, like, you know, we're 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 all good. We're just going to leave. We got other things to to worry about right now. Um, but then he kind of like leaves him with a sting. He's like, but. Uh, you'll find that uh, you know Count Dooku is not so forgiving, and he knows where you live. And then you know, just basically leaves him with like a a stone in his gut uh-huh. to to kind of think about. And it took eighty episodes for us to get to this point, but he's finally kind of made his revenge and basically taken over Hondo's stronghold and 
wrecked the whole thing. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, so that was cool to see. But but uh, yeah, Ahsoka and the Jedi, well, they basically have to break out Honda out of this thing. So there was an interesting moment here. Yeah, and kind of when they when they do this, uh, you know, it, it, it kind of took me by surprise. Um, like initially but at the same time i was kind of like i could see it right so you know obviously uh you know the the younglings and ahsoka they have to kind of team up with the with hondo's pirates to kind of you know uh you know fight off all the droids fight off all the droids and it's 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 another classic you know eye for an eye like you you scratch my back i'll scratch yours kind of thing uh hondo hondo you know helps him find his secret fleet of ships uh he plays it off that he doesn't have them of course uh initially and then the the kids are like oh but we found out that you have uh, more ships and he says um uh, one of my people were talking too much and you know uh <laughs> You know, he, he, he does all that. But they eventually find their way to the new ships. Uh, we see Slave 1, which is pretty cool. Um, and and it, Oh, he, Hondo is, like, really good with these kids, by the way. Like, surprisingly. Surprisingly enough. Because at the beginning of this arc, like, well, two episodes ago, like, he said to his men, he's like, you know, well, like, what if they just get in the way of, you know, t- like, by all means, take their crystals. And if they get in the way, then kill them. do what you must. Yeah, yeah, basically just kill them, get rid of them. Like, uh-huh. like. But you know, two it took two episodes, and now he's back to being friendly. Like he actually like puts on a show of 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 like you know basically saying like oh let's see those little lightsabers and uh-huh. you know and then one of them hadn't built theirs yet, uh, and so he he insisted that she build finishes building it in front of him, and uh-huh. uh, you know he's all encouraging and stuff like that. And Ahsoka like knows that he's you know kind of playing nice, right? Yeah and uh and and then he's and then he's all nice guy and he's like well like even i can't take children into war right and i'm like man like you were prepared to kill them like two episodes ago like like what's up with that like i don't yeah. know i mean the guy's the guy's got issues that's for sure yeah he's definitely he's super indecisive and he's bipolar for sure like he he's got a screw loose oh yeah, yeah. He, he can change at the flip of a dime right um yeah yeah but um Oh, like, and we were also saying, like, in just in the last arc, like on Onderon, uh, he had uh, Anakin had paid Hondo to deliver those rocket launchers. Mm-hmm. So he he had just seen Ahsoka, you know, not only like a week or two ago, and uh, you know, and now he's and now he's like, you know, kidnapping her and and everything like that, like not giving her something to drink, being nasty, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, like, like this guy, he's just all over the place. He's just, he's a loose cannon. You never know what he's going to do. And mm-hmm. he, he said like his, his mood is based on his, uh, on his, uh, what, what did he say again? His mood is dependent on like profit or something. Oh, profit on profit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the guy, the guy fluctuates more than the stock market. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you're saying something about Slave One. Uh, yeah. So uh, Slave One is back, and it's uh, you were mentioning that it's actually in Hondo's colors, which uh, which makes sense. But it, you know, if we look back at uh, you know Episode Five uh, when we see um, uh, what's this? I'm blanking out. Oh, Slave One. No, no, no. Uh, no. I, yeah, I was blanking out on Boba Fett's name for a second. Um, yeah, so when we see Slave One and, you know, we see Boba Fett the next time he, he flies it, you know, it's pretty much the same colors. Of course, they're faded, right? Because this is 30 plus years of, you know, damage from 
you know, space battles or being shot at on, on land, whatever, you know. Um, but it was, it was cool to see. Um, yeah, because Honda wears this burgundy and green cape. Mm-hmm. So it is cool to see that uh, that that he's taken possession of Slave One and, and painted it up this way. Now, for anyone listening who forgets or maybe didn't watch the episodes or whatever, this is why I, I always encourage watching... Uh, not skipping season one and two of the Clone Wars because I know a lot of people do do that, um, and uh, the reason why it's so crucial is because it does set up quite of quite of the the little tidbits that we do get later on in the show here, uh-huh. kind of like Dooku's revenge and 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 also the reappearance of Slave One randomly in Hondo's shed. Now, now for only those of of, of us who saw, um, uh, oh geez, which episode was it? Now it was. Um, uh, the episode Lethal Trackdown, which was uh, season two, episode twenty-two, uh, it saw the uh, the crash of um, of Slave One on Florum, and it was the episode where where Boba and and Aura Singh and Bosk were were still trying to track down Windu, and they were luring Mace Windu to to Florum uh, with the clone trooper hostages that they'd taken, right? So they were waiting for him, and and instead Ahsoka and Plo Koon show up, and there's a bit of a showdown there. But uh, one way or another, Ahsoka's led to Slave One by Aura Singh in the chase, and uh, you know events happen that causes it to crash, and Aura Singh is supposedly lost. Until uh, a few episodes later, we got the episode Assassin, which was uh, ep- uh, season three, episode seven, uh, where it's revealed that uh, Aura Singh was pulled out of the the wreckage by Hondo. So. We've been hinted before uh, that that even though Slave One crashed on Florum, that wasn't the end of Slave One. Uh, you know, Aura Singh survived, which means that the ship uh, didn't completely blow up, uh-huh. which uh, means that Hondo has made, has salvaged the ship and uh, made some modifications to it. I would assume being a pirate and uh, given it a paint job, which is uh, after his own cape. You know, Hondo and his ego. It's natural, natural to assume that he would paint it after himself. So it is cool to see the progression of this ship. Like, cause, cause Boba, like he's got this green and red colors. Like maybe those colors uh, are actually uh, representative of his, his ship that uh, I guess he eventually gets it back. Uh-huh. But, um, but uh, you know, like it's it's cool to see that he's uh found motivation in in something that hondo had had done all those years ago yeah that's right uh he kind of keeps that little tradition alive so it's 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 interesting to see that um but turns turns hondo's color scheme into his own color scheme. Yeah, yeah exactly exactly um but yeah, I mean, one one thing that was super apparent in this episode, especially because you know Hondo's Hondo's gang and 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 you know the younglings and Ahsoka, they have to team up, and it's it's funny because there's uh, you know the fortune cookie for this episode was uh, choose your enemies wisely; they may be your last hope. Uh, and again, I mean that is so relevant in this episode because I mean, you know, on any given day of the week, I mean they're not. You know, they're, I wouldn't say they're enemies, but they're certainly not friends, right? So it's kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, it's a constant reminder of, you know, like, all right, you know, this is, the, we're, in a, we're in a sticky situation. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. You know, let's just get out of this alive. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's also like, don't make enemies with the people that, that 
can eventually just help you benefit you exactly. or help you or whatever like don't don't make anybody enemies with everybody at the expense of your own greed kind of thing right exactly. like it's a lesson for it's a lesson for hondo that's for sure mm-hmm. yeah um so you know eventually the they they escape uh, in this in slave one and uh you know the 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 kids in ahsoka they're kind of being chased by Grievous, and then uh, it was kind of cool because we get a first, uh, first, first glimpse at uh, just Grievous versus Ahsoka, which was a uh, pretty you know, yeah, their their face off. Yeah, yeah I mean, short lived first time in the whole show. Yeah, short lived. Yeah. yeah, like it's not she's she's no Kenobi, so. No. You know, quite frankly, like she, she, she was able to stand her ground though, because we've seen, we've constantly been pointing this out, but like Ahsoka's becoming a more and more capable person, yeah, um, in terms of her abilities, and and she can definitely stand her ground. I mean, she's the chosen one's Padawan, yeah. So, so like you know, she's been trained pretty well. She's extremely gifted in her own right, and uh, it is cool to see her basically just survive an encounter with Grievous when most people might actually just die right away yeah um but you know with that being said i mean if that was a longer fight we never know the result because at the end of the day i mean yeah she she can pull her own weight she is getting a lot better don't get me wrong but at the end of the day she is still just a padawan and you know yeah grievous has taken out masters right so he's you know he's he's not he can he knows how to use a lightsaber right Oh. exactly so, yeah yeah oh actually I'm, I'm forgetting one one previous encounter that ahsoka and grievous had was way, was way back in season one uh in one of those episodes it was when r2d2 gets captured and uh there was an episode uh called uh what was it called it was it duel of droids i believe um yeah i think it was it was a uh, duel of droids <laughs> And uh, they're they're on that massive separatist frigate, and uh, Grievous has R two D two captured because uh, they're trying to get the plans for for the Republic out of him and stuff like that. Anyway, uh, Ahsoka goes onto this thing with uh, onto this big ship with all the clones and everything like that, and and anyway, she has a bit of an encounter with Grievous uh, where uh, where she does go up against him for very briefly before running away like their their lightsabers clash like five times at the most uh-huh. and then she she leads him like she runs down the hall and, and remember like they got that goldie droid that that backstabbing r2 unit mm, yeah that's right that was like the spy that's right yeah. yeah that that whole arc and that gold that goldie droid was working for for grievous the whole time uh-huh. so yeah, that episode was uh, technically Grievous and Ahsoka's first encounter, and now uh, we've we've got a second encounter, which is much more action packed, uh-huh. and uh, I would say it's it's uh, uh, you know it's a lot more daring, I guess. I mean, you said it yourself that while we were watching these things, uh, you had you mentioned it again, just how amazing the quality of the of this show has become. Yeah, I mean. I- each season just progressively gets better and better. I mean, like I remember mentioning to you, there are certain scenes in the first season where the animation, like you can make out what's happening, but the animation is just so poor. It looks like you're kind of playing a PS PlayStation one game. Right. So, um, you know, like it's, it's definitely advanced. I mean, we're in season five now, so, you know, I, I, I can't, I can't even, you know, imagine what season seven is going to be like with the with disney's budget behind it it's probably <laughs> insane you know I, I can only imagine but 
Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, uh, so yeah, I mean, but there was one last quote I wanted to kind of mention, uh, at the end, you know, they all escape and then the droid that kind of teaches them how to construct a lightsaber says, you know, this whole mission was, was as event was, you know, just as eventful when master Yoda found his crystal. Right. Um, yeah. And before that, I mean, Obi-Wan Kenobi and and Hondo, they're kind of talking about payment because it, this whole thing was staged. Like, it's, it's just so funny. Like, you know, um, yep. there are trials that these kids have to go through, and they, they pulled it off. I mean, they did an amazing job. So, yeah. 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 No, totally. Yeah. I- so I'm, I'm so you you like this arc then? It's pretty good. Arc. I, I liked it because it gives you insight to a side of Star Wars that we, quite frankly, we've never really seen, and it kind of shows us the the humble beginnings of it. So it's nice it's nice to get a, a fuller grasp on what it means to to be a Jedi, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's a, that's a very good point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so a lot of growth for uh, these characters. Once again, more growth for Ahsoka, and. Uh, you know we're uh what are we at now next episode uh we got uh, uh a, a four-part arc again about uh our favorite droid r2d2 and some of his friends um and also introduces one of my favorite characters so anyway thanks thanks for coming on the show again dude. hey thanks so much man i'll talk to you next time All right, thanks everybody for listening, and uh, be sure, if you can, it would really help us out if you place those five stars, if you're using iTunes uh, or, or the Apple Podcast app, uh, please drop down those five-star reviews uh, if, if you can, because uh, that would uh, really help us out, just kind of get a little more noticed. You know, we want to be showing up when you type in Star Wars into, into that, uh, that search bar, so... Uh, hope you guys are enjoying our Clone Wars talk series. I know we're constantly kind of pumping these out and it might be a little hard to keep up with, but, uh, you know, everyone's kind of inside these days and, uh, I figured it, it was just kind of the best format for you guys. I, I know, uh, four episodes at a time. I don't know if that's a lot or not. It's to me, it's not that bad. It's just like an hour and a half or so, but, uh, you know, every, every two days or so, it's not that bad of an idea if you are going through the Clone Wars anyways. Hope you guys are enjoying following along and then listening to the after show that we got going on. But um, yeah, if you have any requests as far as what you'd like to hear or, or kind of uh, comments on the format or anything like that, uh, feel free to send them into our email in the description below. It's uh, the escape pod or uh, yeah, the escape pod at outlook.com and uh, our Twitter feed is uh, at SW Escape Podcast. So uh, please, uh, if you can. It would be amazing to hear from you guys and uh, see how to cater Star Wars uh, in the best way possible to you at home these days. So, anyhow, thanks for listening. Once again, I'm your host, Josh, and today Diego is your co-host. Thanks again, guys. May the Force be with you. Take care and see you next time.